I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns headlined this episode of Raw mm. with a promo segment, a chat, a face-to-face, a tete-a-tete, and it was awesome. So good. So, so great. And I am Luco in DAD. I'm joined by my challenger for the Jam That Championship at WrestleMania, mm. Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hi. Welcome to the WrestleZone Podcast review of Monday Night Raw. If this is your first time here, please do press that subscribe button. Help us get all our way to 85,000 subscribers. Give us a little thumbs up as well. Help us in the algorithm. Leave a comment down below if you're watching this on demand. But if you're watching live, click the link to WrestleZone.com forward slash support and get your thoughts statements read out onto the air above the five US dollar level. Now, we are going to try and do as best we can on this show, um, but Rosie Nichols has unplugged the clock. So, oh my god, there should be a clock here. But yeah. Rosie Nichols yesterday, in an act of madness, mm-hmm. one would presume, yeah, unplugged it. So I have no idea what the time is anymore. No, absolutely no idea. It is what the time could possibly be. It is impossible. You yeah. you suggested to me earlier, mm-hmm. just before we started, I was like, I don't know what the time is. You said your laptop is right there, mm-hmm. but I have to do this. To see what the time is. Mm-hmm. I have to look all... I've got, it's, it's tiny in the corner, Pete. Yeah. How could I possibly tell? I can read it from here, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> There's also one on the There's iPad. There's also one on but the this, tablets but, that we use. But this tablet is wrong. It says it's 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> My watch stopped on August 1st, 2019 and hasn't gone since at 20 past three. <laughs> Might have been 2020, actually. August 1st, 2020, I think this watch stopped. And uh, I have a watch that works so so there's no way for us to tell the time we will do the best we can (laughs) is all i'm saying uh but people who weren't doing the best that they could because these guys uh, apparently can do no bad segments Mm. it's uh cody rhodes and roman reigns so here's a question for you before we we dive into this Uh um did we want to talk about all of the bloodline stuff on this show in in one do we want to go chronologically do we want to start with the main event and work back how do you want to do this let you i 
Yes, no, because I think the other bloodline segment, the the bloodline segment, is more tied into the Owens and Zayn stuff than it is this one. All right, but there was there was a couple of bloodline segments, mm-hmm. one of which we'll get into a little bit later. But the other one was the wise man Paul Heyman saying Roman Reigns is really happy with everything you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is, and sent them back to the private jet. Yeah, because there's lots of different types of fish there, mm-hmm. and. He wants the Usos gone. Yep. But Solo to stay. Yep. So Solo Sokoa was in the ring with them here. This is why I think everything is linked because the flow of this show was so bright. I'll talk about it more later. The flow of this show was so good. Uh, I've just had a note from Jenna to try and send someone from the office to come and uh, apparently the, the chat is saying the camera is super blurry. It looks really crisp here, but it looks uh, really good. But you know what? I'll try my best. The YouTube latency might be doing us in a little bit. Um, but Pete will try and fix us the best oh, you he know, can. It is blurry. Oh, yeah? They are so blurry. Everyone's so fake. A little bit of puddle of mud for you there. But anyway, so Solo Sokoa was in the ring for this segment here. Roman Reigns came out. This had 20 minutes left of the show, but there was only about five minutes left after Roman did his 15 minute entrance. Um, <laughs> and then Cody came out immediately. He just said, acknowledge me. Yeah. And that's all he got. Cody came out absolutely immediately to do this. Um, and Graves was sure to note that Cody Rhodes is the only threat to Roman's title. Just in case there's anyone still thinking, hey, maybe Sammy could be added some way. No, no, no. Cody is the only threat for this championship. Uh, and Cody had a really, really interesting question to ask Roman, mm. which is, Mr. Heyman has constantly talked about the Cody problem. So I want to hear from you, Roman Reigns. Define for me, what is a Cody problem? Mm-hmm. Paul Heyman goes to say something. He's like, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want to hear from you, wise man. I don't want to hear from Mr. Heyman. Be please just take a step back. I want to hear from the tribal chief on this one. Mm-hmm. And off mic, you just hear Paul Heyman just being like, I tried to speak. I tried to tell him. <laughs> and Roman cut this superb promo. I love it. I love it so much. Which is that... Cody Rhodes is what Roman Reigns used to be. A pro wrestler. Roman isn't a pro wrestler anymore. He's a fighter. He's a megastar. He doesn't need to be a pro wrestler in this business anymore. He runs this business. He is this business. And he had this thing about Cody where Cody couldn't handle things in WWE. So he ran away. He literally says... You couldn't handle Stardust. You didn't want to do Stardust. So you, you didn't ran want to do away. Stardust. So you ran away. Yep. You ran away and started your own promotion and you couldn't get over there. So you ran away from it. Mm-hmm. You ran back to WWE. And what happened? Pressure got to you and you popped a tit. And you ran away again to go get that healed. And then you're stepping up here and you keep saying that you're going to finish the story on April 2nd. April 2nd, April 2nd. Well, that's not the date you need to be worried about. The date you need to be worried about is April 3rd. Because that's the day you're going to wake up and realize that you couldn't beat me. And he said, on that day, you're going to have to make a choice. And you can make a choice that will make your daddy proud or you can run away again like a little bitch. I was like... Pretty good promo, that. Pretty good promo. Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. It was an awesome, 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 excellent little promo here. I loved it so, so much. But I think Cody's retort was better. Well, okay, (laughs) so. Cards on the table. Yep. Yes. Cody's retort was better. Yes. 
I have one slight uh, for it. Uh, criticism on this, though. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Cody opened this his segment of the promo saying, yes, I am a pro wrestler, uh, but I don't need you to bring up my dad, because if anyone yeah. brings up my dad, I will throw up. And I was like, have you heard any of your promos yeah. for the last... I don't know, five years of your career. Yeah. Virtually every promo you've had since you've come back to WWE. Pot kettle black, mate. You come up bit. here being like, oh, don't bring up my dad. That's a bit of a, a low yeah. that's a low bar, isn't I, it? I, I, I kinda I still kinda liked it because I think Cody was like, All right, we've talked about my dad enough. Can we move on now? Because like every single promo that Roman or Heyman has cut on Cody has been about his dad. So is Cody! That's not, that's not true. <laughs> that is that's not true. Cody thanked Paul Heyman because he got his dad work. Yeah, I know, but it's not every segment. I like every time <laughs> Cody's been like, I'm gonna win on April 2nd, because I'm gonna win a world title. Like, it's not every promise. There has said, been mentions of his said, dad. Yeah, and I will be the first Rhodes to win a world title because his whole point of coming back is his dad could not win the title. I'm aware of that. It's not been every promo, though. That's the point. <laughs> it basically has. It hasn't been every promo. It's it not true. It has been. Every promo Cody has ever cut in his it's career is true, He's called the American Nightmare, Pete. I'm aware. He's called, his dad's name is tattooed on his tit. Everything is about his dad. I don't think it's very fair to go and be like, oh man, I bring up my dad. I think that's a that's a low that's a bit of a, a low blow, isn't it? I still I still <laughs> think it's fine. You can one hundred percent have this line as long as you acknowledge that you do it as well. Yeah. And that's fine. I don't mind that at all. Anyway, that's that's my one thing. Said that, park that over here. <laughs> it also mentioned He's got no one here. His dad, his dad can't come down. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about his dad, of course. Mm. Can't talk about, you know, his dad can't come down and give a bionic yeah. elbow to anyone. Can't be there to support him. His brother works elsewhere. If his mother was here, she would tell him that he needs to knock Roman Reigns out. And he mentioned that April 3rd is an important date because that's the date that Roman is going to wake up having remembered what it is like to lose. And do you know what's going to happen to you, Roman, when you, after that moment? Jay's going to leave you. Do you know what's going to happen after Jay leaves you? Jimmy is going to leave you. Do you know what happens after the Usos leave you? Solo. And he clocks eyes on Solo. And then he's almost like spoke out the promo for one second. He's like, actually, Solo, you've been staring daggers in me ever since I stepped into this ring. So let me give you a bit of free advice. As someone, a second generational wrestler who once flanked a world champion uh, down to the ring, let me tell you something. You're not ready. You think you're ready when you're in that position, but you're not you're ready. Not ready. Yep. I know, because I've mm -hmm. literally been in the same shoes that you have. Yep. You're not ready. Which is true, because Cody wasn't ready. Yeah, of course it is. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, and it's because he's going to beat him next week on Raw. Of course. Um, and he then goes back to Heyman, and he says, once Solo goes, Paul Heyman just becomes an advocate again. Mm-hmm. Kind of insinuating that he might go back to Brock Lesnar. Like he's not going to stop being the wise man. He's just going to go back to being an advocate yeah. again. And then what does that make you? You're a Roman without a reign. You're a, you're a chief without a tribe. Oh, that line was so good. I yeah. popped so hard. When Cody said that line, that was a literal... When I was watching uh, at home this morning, I was watching the episode. When he said that line, you'd be a chief without a tribe. I was like, oh, God, that's good. It was very good. Mm -hmm. And then... I thought, and this for me was the absolute money moment of this. I'm not going to say anything. 
Roman doesn't know what to say. Roman's got nothing. Got no comeback. So he just drops the mic and he leaves. And he just walks away. Just walks out. And he doesn't try to attack Cody. He's not just like, oh, uh, shut up. No, I'm going to beat you up. He's he's rattled. And the thing is, what I loved was Roman is doing his normal like stoic. When he's cutting his promo, it's stoic Roman. He's like, ah, yeah, I'm going to win. I'm Roman Reigns. You're nothing. Blah, blah, blah. As soon as he says, Jay's going to leave you. Roman's demeanor just shatters. And he's like, uh, uh, what? No, 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 he's not. Shut up. No. Which... And he's like so like rattled from this one statement which does tie into the segment that we got earlier that we'll discuss later yep roman knows roman knows roman knows that jay is he's, not really on his side right now he's so insecure yeah. about it oh man and it's when, so and, insecure and when the usos lose yeah the tag titles yeah that's gonna be that's gonna spell disaster for for roman at sacrifice mm. and night two of wrestlemania oh yeah defends the belts yeah so he just leaves just walks out the ring but Solo doesn't. Mm-hmm. Solo stays in the ring, much to the chagrin of Roman Reigns, who barks at him. Yeah. Solo. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. In, in the same way that he barked Solo's name mm-hmm. during the trial of Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. barking at Solo to come out and join him out of the ring. And Solo doesn't. And Solo go- takes off his, his hoodie he goes to hit the Samoan spike and Cody kicks it out of the way and says to him, I told you you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And Roman has to hold Solo back and that's when the show ends. It, it was so perfect because it wasn't even like a, a strong like, oh, I need to hold him back because Solo's going kind of thing. Solo was like, getting fired up. He was like, right, went to go for it. And Roman literally just put a hand on his shoulder. It's like, no, just don't. No. Which to me kind of says to me because then Roman looked at Cody and his whole body language was like, yeah, kind of agree with Cody. Solo's not ready. He's not ready. Oh, I love this. It, this was perfect. This yeah. was absolutely perfect. Because I think, here's my not-so-hot take theory, <laughs> Cody has just spelled out exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. Come much. Mania, everyone will lose their belts. Jay and Jimmy are going to leave. Solo's going to leave. Roman's going to have a meltdown. End of the bloodline. I, my, my big, bold prediction. Raw after Mania is when Roman turns on Jay. Yeah. I think because like the, the segment that we had earlier. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know what, Pete? We should talk about it now. We should, we should, we should get into it now. We've, <laughs> I told you, Luke! Yeah, you know, you are right. We've referenced it a couple of times. We probably should uh, talk about this now. So this was after the, the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn stuff at the start. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn challenged the Usos. The Usos, uh, well, the Usos, they said. Initially declined. J- Jimmy refused. Yep. And Jay accepted. Jay accepted it. Nice little bit there. And then backwards... Uh, sorry, backwards. Backstage, Roman was with the Usos and Solo and Heyman. Yep. And uh, Roman says, like, not the best start tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jimmy talks about how, like, you know, hey, I got hurt when we got hit by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, but nothing hurts more than having my brother taken away from me. That is an incredibly important line. Sure is. Jimmy Uso is saying nothing hurts him more than being a torn apart from my brother and me being blamed for it, which is exactly what Roman Reigns did to him. It's exactly what he did to Jimmy when he first introduced him to the bloodline, and it's what he did to Jay to make him submit in the I Quit match. Well, and it's what he was doing to Jimmy in the lead-up to Jay coming back here. Exactly. Was, you've got to bring Jay back. You've got to bring Jay back. You've got to bring Jay back, or I'm going to take it out on you. It's exactly what Roman Reigns has been doing, and you saw that. Everyone's expressions looked to Jimmy like, uh, uh, Jimmy goes, that's why I'm never going to forgive Sami Zayn. And you could see Roman being like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah. he's not, he ha- he he's not realized, turning on me. He hasn't realized it's me. Oh, and he oh, brilliant. Roman asks everyone to leave, apart from Jay. Mm-hmm. Go to commercial, we come back. And 
J is back. He's making decisions. But you've got a decision you need to make. R, you still in the bloodline? Are you still my family? Mm-hmm. And Jay says, yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm with you. I'm with you. And Roman just looks at him and says, I hope you are. Mm. I hope you are. I hope you are. No, because Roman, Roman, Roman is not, he's not convinced here. Mm-hmm. And Jay gets up to leave. Roman just sort of stops him from getting up and just says, very quietly and very sinister, mm. I love you. And Jay just looks off in the middle distance, just, and his eyes are calculating constantly. He's like, why is he, why is he said that? What's, and then he gets up and leaves. Doesn't say it back. Oh. Does not say it back. He just gets then, up and he leaves. And then, and then, and then, Heyman, and then, and then oh, the, Heyman comes in. And asks Roman, did you get your answers, my tribal chief? And Roman says, yeah, I did. Because that is your SummerSlam main event. And also, this is an exact repeat of a segment that Roman had with Sammy. Yeah. The exact same thing. Are you bloodline? And Sammy's like, yeah, of course. And he goes, that's what I needed to hear. Paul Heyman comes in. Did you get the answers you want? Yes, wise man, I did. And then Sammy turned on him. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, I think 100p. If I was a betting man, which I'm not, I'm putting good dangle money down on Roman turning on Jay. Doing, pulling the trigger before Jay gets the chance to do it. Maybe. And, and like, and that'll be, you know, that's something for Jay that Jay's going to have to struggle with. Mm-hmm. He didn't pull the trigger when he had the chance. And he had, yeah. he had multiple opportunities to do it, and he yeah. never did. I think Roman turns on him. Or maybe it is Jay turns on Roman. And we lead to, and you know, because the report is Roman's taking time off mm-hmm. after Mania. <clears throat> Excuse me. And you can bring Roman back then for SummerSlam. Jay versus Roman, SummerSlam main yeah. event. Could totally do that. Yeah, I I think this show, like though that opening bit, combined with the KO and Sammy opener, leading into that backstage promo, into the other one, into this main event, is like it's so perfectly set up the downfall of the bloodline because now every single member of the bloodline, bar Paul Heyman to a degree, has an issue with Roman Reigns. Jay has an issue with Roman, notably. Jimmy has an issue with Roman, which was brought up again on this show because you had the dynamic of like nothing hurts more than being a torn apart from a brother. And everyone's like, oh yeah, Roman did do that to him, didn't he? And then you have this bit with Solo at the end where Solo wanted to attack Cody and Roman's like, no. And that's a bit where Solo's going to be like, what, does he not think I'm ready? Like, yeah, because Roman knows. Well, I, I, that's, the, that's kind of the beautiful thing about Solo is that, you know, the story is the moment the reports are WWE are protecting Solo Sokoa because he's going to get the big push uh, in this year. Mm. But storyline wise, Roman's also protecting him. Yeah. Roman's putting only putting him in positions that he knows he can thrive in. Yeah. And this is a position where he knows he can't thrive. If he went up against Cody Rhodes, like Cody did, is not is going to be able to take Solo down. Mm-hmm. He's got a way to block the Samoan spike that no one's thought of, which is kicking the hand out of Kick the way. Kick him. Yeah. And he's protecting Solo from being exposed. Yep. But in Solo's eyes, that's just going to be like, oh, you don't think I'm ready either? Yeah. Because Roman's not saying to him, oh, I'm stopping you because of this. He is protecting him so that he doesn't have to know that Roman might think that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's the fact that the show ended with Roman stopping Solo and then making direct eye contact with Cody and almost giving him like a nod of respect. It was literally just like a... Just like a real like calculating look at Cody. It, this was absolutely phenomenal. And I think with that Cody promo and with all these seeds that have been planted for the last like two and a half years, but also specifically on this show 
of reminding how everybody is actually has a, has an issue with Roman to that for then for Cody to specifically say the bloodline will end after WrestleMania. I think that's exactly where we're going. And that is why I absolutely adored this show because it told you exactly where we're going, gave you all the seeds that, in, that needed to be planted. And it's a really interesting story. I'm so into this. We were talking uh, just before we started, like you in your edited review gave this a, a five out of five show. Easy. Um, and I, on the strength of just the bloodline stuff, mm -hmm. I would say, yeah, because it was really, really good bloodline stuff. This is like the most I've really been into this bloodline story Certainly, from a raw pers uh, perspective, mm -hmm. since um, the trial of Sami Zayn, which I yeah. thought was a, it was a home run money segment. Yeah, um, and I think it also exposes a lot of the the poorness across the rest of the Mania card, mm -hmm. which is that nothing else feels on the level that this is. And I think even across this show, like the majority of the show was a serviceable three out of five episode I disagree. but the bloodline stuff is so much better than everything else and it is it so is. great that it does it like, on its own strength but it, but as, as again i think it does expose that raw has a real depth problem that the only person who's made this show feel special is roman reigns who is not on this show yeah but i mean i watched a great show so like <laughs> I, I I don't care. I watch I watch well, a really good wrestling show. I know, show. but I've got to, we've got to watch Raw next week. I know, and Roman ain't on that show. But next that's week. not that's not a flaw of this TV episode. No, I'm I'm not saying it's a flaw of this episode. I'm saying it is a flaw of it's a, it's a bigger yes taking taking a step out and mm. looking at the bigger picture for sure. That is the bigger picture. That is yeah. the bigger problem that Raw has. I think it's actually the bigger problem that WWE has. Mm. But I think SmackDown handles it better because I think Triple H puts more effort into that stuff. It's and also, also two hours. It's also two hours. It's more bloodline focused than mm. Raw often is as well. Yeah. But I thought all uh, overall all of this bloodline stuff I thought was great. I thought it was phenomenal. And considering like you know I was. My wife said to me this morning, because I watched like half the show before I had to uh, take the kid to go see the GP, that she said to me, I was like, how's Raw? And I said, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's okay. And I was like, I, we, keep, we were saying in the office yesterday, I can't, I keep forgetting that it's WrestleMania next weekend. Because mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like it's WrestleMania. At this point in time, or at least when, yesterday when we were having this chat, me, you, Tempest, and Sat were just sat around and just chatting downstairs. And we were like, it doesn't feel like WrestleMania season. I mm. keep forgetting that WrestleMania is next Saturday. Yeah. This segment, this finale segment here, and sort of this episode overall, as I put on the thumbnail title, this mania hype. Oh, yeah. This was hype. And yep. this got me legit. was like, oh, cool. Yeah. Mania is next Saturday. And that's what I'm really excited for is mania next Saturday. It's something I mentioned in my editor review as well. Like, if I wasn't already sold on WrestleMania, this sold me on WrestleMania. This bought, me, this bought a ticket. And I, I genuinely, after this, I, 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 I think it's kind of a, a case of like, you know, rising tide raises all ships and everything because when i so i was like oh this is wicked cannot wait for wrestlemania i then went and looked up the wrestlemania card and i was like this wrestlemania card is so good it is absolutely stacked this could be an incredible show across two nights i think it's going to be phenomenal it's the triple h method you do borderline okay tv for weeks on end then you have a banging pay-per-view and then no one brings up the fact that the pay-per-view builder going into it wasn't all that great except it, this was great you know which in fairness was what vince did as well vince, except he it didn't vince, also have vince, good pay-per-views well, there was a period of time when they had like string like every pay-per-view was actually really really good because the wrestlers just went out there and had really good wrestling matches often with crummy finishes but really really good wrestling 
And, and at the end of it, people are like, oh, the wrestling on the show was really, really good. Mm -hmm. And then you get to see it's like, oh, God, this TV stinks. Oh, that TV stinks. But then you get the paper, it's like, ah, oh, that paper was really good, actually, in the end. I think it's the exact same method, except everything is just up a little bit. So the TV's gone from usually bad to usually okay. And the pay-per-views have gone from good to really good. Yeah. So everything has just gone up a step for TV and for pay-per-view. It's, it's one of Triple H's great strengths is that he's very good at pulling the wool over people's eyes to make him look like he's this booking genius, when in reality, he, the, the best storyline that's going here is one that he is not involved in. It's, it was the bloodline, which, as a, as was with Vince, is done by Heyman and Reigns, mm -hmm. with, you know, with Triple H there as well. Yeah. But everything else on this show, I think, is broadly fine. I disagree. And I'll, I'll get but, into but why we will, shortly. We will get into that in a little bit. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Let's get into your OOC chats to kick off this show. If you want to get involved, head on over to wrestle.com forward slash support. Um, and we will read out all of your comments above the five US dollar level. Hector Rodriguez, who's been a member for 14 months in a row, says, hope you'll have a great day. Is the foundations of the bloodline starting to crumble? Oh, they were starting to crumble a while ago. 100%. Oh, oh yeah. They've yeah. been crumbling more or less since war games. Yeah, actually, my war games—they got like they had a real good because they were on the same page when Sami yeah. Zayn kind of helped and, them win. And pretty much immediately, immediately afterwards, immediately after, <laughs> like, as, as soon as December hit, push off there, <laughs> down. It's like a slippery slope down there. Yeah, Charles Berg has been member for twenty-two months in a row. Says adrenaline in my soul, scared my dog with loud pyro. Again, it's just like the syllables don't quite float. 
scared my dog with loud pyro. La loud pyro is is weird. There's a weird conjecture there. Yeah, but, but still, never give up, Charles. So um, yeah, uh, and also yeah, that was that was a long time ago. On on the subject of his dog. Mm. Oh man, that T-shirt. It's not good. That T-shirt is hideous. It's not great, is it? But that's the strength of how good this promo segment was. It made me forget about how horrible that t-shirt was. Well, the good thing the good thing is he doesn't wear it because he just wears a suit, so you don't see it. Because if he cut that promo in that t-shirt, you'd have been like, oh, he's too distracted. No, 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 I, can't, I don't want him to win. Yeah. Because I was all for Cody winning mm. until I saw that t-shirt. I was like, nope, nope. Never keep, mind. The, keep, the, keep the belt on Roman. That, that t-shirt is horrendous it's it's pretty bad uh and then cody cut the spray again i'm like no no, no yeah do put the belt yeah, on cody works i just i never want to see that t-shirt yeah i think that might go into my top 10 worst t-shirts of all time it's pretty bad that is worse than the um the sincara one with a penis on it mm -hmm. yeah it's it's worse than the aj one that looks like cum yeah, it's uh, worse than Val Venus's, which was literal cum. Yeah, uh, I think it's worse than uh, vaginas, vaginas. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's worse than that. Mm -hmm. It's um, and it's not as good as always pounding ass, obviously, as you know, classic, course, yeah. classic yeah, t-shirt yeah, yeah. designs. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, top ten worst t-shirt designs ever. And I know what it is. It, it's a parody of an old WrestleMania poster, but mm. oh, it's gross. Yeah. And uh, there was a, my favorite comment about it was someone like the the great wrestling t-shirt designs are the ones that don't look like wrestling t-shirt designs. That like you want Bullet Club's great. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look like a wrestling t-shirt design. But if you see someone spotting, you're like, oh, it's a secret code. Bullet Club. Bullet Club. I know that. I know what that is. Yeah. Uh, this literally tells you I'm a wrestling fan. <laughs> Big Thomas here says, my prediction, Jimmy will be the first to pull the trigger and Roman's treatment of Jimmy uh, past the point will lead to Jay snapping on Roman. SummerSlam main event sorted. Solo stays as Roman's understudy, but he eventually turns too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, the thing is, I'm really in two minds about the Bloodline stuff because part of me just wants everything to end at WrestleMania. Yeah, I would say. Or so. like Raw after Mania, whatever. This sort of like, this week period. I kind of want all of it to just fold. Like, Usos go away, Solo goes away, Roman has a meltdown and snaps and kills Paul Heyman, and then that's it. End of the bloodline. Done. Part of me wants this really slow meltdown of Roman that goes until SummerSlam kind of thing. Like, he's around until SummerSlam, and it ends with Roman versus Jay or Roman versus Solo, and that's it from then on. Yeah. I, I don't know which one I want more. I, I think Roman taking the time off. Mm. I, because the other thing as well, like, it, this, it does have to finish at Mania. A, that's kind of part of the tagline of this is finish the story. You know, it's not just the Rhodes legacy to go and win the WWE title. It's also finish the story of the bloodline. Mm. Kevin and Sammy's whole purpose at WrestleMania is to end the bloodline. Yeah. If the bloodline don't end at WrestleMania, then all they've won is some tag belts. Yeah. And have not actually, like, they've come together as brothers to finish the bloodline. Mm -hmm. So they have to be a faction that is finished on the Raw after Mania. Yeah. But finished can be different. Like the if the Usos leave but Solo stays, the bloodline is still finished, right? Mm -hmm. So it. But there's a, a a degree of like if Jay leaves, is the bloodline does the bloodline still exist just without yeah, Jay? Just without Jay, you know, I, I don't know. I'd like to see Solo go his separate ways from them. Mm. I I really would. 
Uh, I'm just Marcus said, everything the bloodline touches is gold. All night, that line from Cody was killer. Can't wait for Mania and the day after. I think the Usos are going to turn on Roman after Mania when he berates them and they finally super kick him. That'd be a fun And one. actually, yeah, I mean, I, I said, you know, if I was a betting man, it'd be Roman turns on Jay. But if the Usos turn on Roman, that's what writes Roman off TV. Yeah, totally. Could be. Power Packers 90 has been a member for 19 months in a row, says Pete then saying 45 minutes of the bloodline out of seven hours of TV a week is terrible. Um, Roman Roman's going over again. This promo had Sting trips vibes. Wait, I, I disagree with that, Hansen. Pete, I, I think what I think what Power Packers' point is is that this was 45 minutes of a three-hour show, right? Um, but I think the point that they're making is that you know, 45 minutes out of seven hours of TV a week being good mm-hmm. doesn't make up for the rest of it being bad. Uh, but I don't think the rest of it is bad. Uh, Error number one, you're including NXT. Come on now. Uh, and two, I think the stuff that was around the bloodline was actually good on this show. It wasn't just like, eh, whatever, it's throw away, doesn't matter. Like, I think a lot of this actually had a purpose. Yeah. So I, it was good. I don't think that's necessarily fair. Yeah, and I, I, I don't agree with the Sting Trips vibes. Don't agree with that whatsoever. Although, having said that, in, in fairness to Power Packers 90, I remember nothing of the Sting Trip. Oh, before. couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you a single segment they had together. No, not at all. All I can tell you is that the, the Mania match was quite rubbish. All I can remember is Survivor Series, when Sting debuted. And then when he's hitting the top and of the statue. And then, yep, statue. And that's it. Yeah. And, and then Mania. But no, no, the statue was, well, that was, the, Seth. That was the Seth feud. Yeah. Yeah. So the trips you also remember is rubbish Triple H entrance, arguably. Ooh, is it the worst Triple I think it, it's I, up there. I think it's the worst Triple H entrance. In is Mania that the Terminator ever. one? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's bad. It's, it's awful. It is it's, real it's, bad. It's real terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a match that is not great anyway. Mm-hmm. Actually, the in-ring work together is, is pretty solid. I, I actually really liked it, but it's an overbooked schmoz where the NWO, NWO. helps Sting. You know, uh, and, well, it, okay. and it just screams, just get over it, will you? And, like, you? and it's ruined by commentary. I'll also say, if you take out all context and all logic, and if you don't think about it for more than three seconds, you go like, it's got all taken a bump. Wild. That's yeah. cool. And Triple H won. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> because, silly. of course he had to. Yeah, of course. Because for some, some reason along the way, Someone decided if I was, and again, I think this was probably Triple H. This has to be WWE versus WCW, and in that case, it's like, well, then you have to win, obviously, because because that's w- what happened in real life. Because the WCW guy can't win. Yeah, that'd be that'd be insanity. That would be insinuating that WCW is better, and they can't be. Awful. Anyway, but it'll never be on worst match ever. No, it'll never be on our worst match ever. It's not the worst match. <laughs> it's, ever. Not it's not even close. Uh, this episode of Raw kicked off with best friends, KO and Sami Zayn, and a super hot crowd. Mm. And they basically were talking about how, even when we're on opposite sides of the rings, we are always together, we're always linked. Whether we are fighting with each other, whether we're fighting against each other, we will always be brothers. Mm-hmm. And these brothers are going to take the bloodline down together. I love so much how the word brother has been used throughout this whole like bloodline saga. Like in the trial of Sami Zayn, when Jay says, I love him like a brother, mm-hmm. bearing in mind that Solo and Jimmy are right there. Uh, the, 
the fact that when uh, they turned on Sami Zayn at Royal Rumble and Jimmy was attacking Sami, he's like, Jay, this is your brother. No, I'm your brother. You know, actual brothers. And now Kevin and Sami are calling each other brothers when they're facing actual brothers. In the, I just, I love the little details, man. And is you know the Usos came out with Jay being like, look, you're gonna turn on each other, mm -hmm. like. Because that's what you always do. Your backstabbers. Your backstabbers. That is what your path has always been, is the mm. pair of you will turn on each other. Which is true. And KO challenges them. Well, actually, Sammy says, you're just jealous because you want to turn on Roman, but you can't. Exactly. Which is also true. Which is also true. Uh, KO challenged the Usos for a match at Mania. Brothers versus brothers is what KO challenged them to. These brothers mm -hmm. taking on new brothers. Brother. Brother. It's like a Hulk Hogan promo. <laughs> They're really just getting over the word brother. Uh, and Jimmy declines. He said, no. Doesn't want the match. Why would we do that? But Jay thinks about it. Mm -hmm. And Jay thinks this will be a good opportunity to rid WWE of the Sammy and KO problem. Mm -hmm. So he accepts. Mm -hmm. They brawl and backstage, Roman Reigns arrives. I really like the framing of the brawl happened and the Usos were going to carry on. They grabbed chairs. They were about to continue brawling. Then the Tron started playing and Roman arrived and they were like, all right, let's go. Mm -hmm. That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll back off this time. Like that framing. And also, maybe this is just me. It definitely is just me. But from how deeply I've dived into the Bloodline story, when they started brawling, I was like, I feel so bad for Jay. The man is in a lot of pain. Man has had his heart broken by Sami Zayn and has chosen the side of the person that he knows has abused him and his brother. He's in so much pain and he is just lashing out. Sammy, that person that's broken his heart it's just in the wrong direction hmm. it just needs to be directed at Roman and he's just I don't know it was just something about when they just started feuding I was like man like I feel for Jay man's in a lot of pain uh, and uh, this was a point that was reiterated a lot over the weekend should be the main event should okay. main, it should main event night one okay here's a question mm -hmm. if it doesn't main event night one do you think it should go on night two uh, so in one night the bloodline is done. It's like the opening match of night two. I think you need a hot match on night one. You you need the two hottest matches you have currently. Usos and Sami's that was the mm -hmm. bloodline stuff basically. It's Usos and versus Sami and KO, Roman Cody. Mm -hmm. If if I was like plotting out Mania and I was looking at it, I was like, I'd need to separate these out onto night one and night two. Also, like the Usos losing the belt can then be a through line story that can play throughout night two mm -hmm. to lead into your main event. It's still good with the opening match of night, you, uh, of night two. You can absolutely. But then mm -hmm. I'm looking at night one. I'm like, well, what what on night one have I got that's hot? And there isn't anything that's on night one that's particularly hot outside of this bloodline stuff. Like the main um, event, the main event's going to be Rhea and Charlotte, which yeah. I think is ice cold. It is. But I, well, the thing is that that's the problem with the, this mania build is it feels like a lot of the mania builds have been a bit cack in that there's not much build for a lot of matches. However, the actual matches are probably going to be bloody fantastic. Well, yeah, again, that's the Triple so, H method. Yeah, it's I know, like, of course it is. Yeah. So that's why I don't think it's too bad if you have the main event of WrestleMania be Rhea and Charlotte. That's fine because the match is going to be awesome. Match is going to be very, very good. And you can um, have like. Theory and Cena open night one, like that's fun, you know. Cena theory on night one, I think is you could like, you could totally get away with that. You I could open up with the women's six six woman tag, like the legends opening up night one is totally Maybe, yeah. feasible. I think I would make the argument again, kind of looking at talking about matches that I think you know if we're taking out zero 
you know, the fact that he's got zero good build or mm. got, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, know, which I, none of them I, do. Ice cold really. heat in this and the other. Yeah. I still pick Bianca versus Asuka over yeah. Flair and uh, over Flair and Rhea because That's a good option. I think Asuka and Bella are going to have probably like second best match of the weekend. I I I mean Rollins and Logan Paul I think are probably going to have like the most standout match of the night. Yeah. Because they're going to do all of the big massive oopty doo high spot stuff. Yeah. So they're probably going to have the match of the night, mm-hmm. right? Like big Bucky O'Hare is. I think Asuka and Belair are going to have the best wrestling match of the weekend. You think you're going to put that over Sammy and KO versus the Usos? But that's a drama match. Like, the, the in-ring work will be very, very good, but that is also, like, I'm just talking about just pure in-ring wrestling. Are you going to put that above Gunther versus Sheamus versus McIntyre? I mean, that is going to be chop-heavy. It's going to be chop and I mean, boot-heavy. Th- these are all drastically different styles of wrestling. Yeah. And really, I think if they all go out and put on the level of match that they're all capable of if mm. nothing goes wrong in any of these matches and they're booked to shine kind of thing then i think it's going to fall down to what your preference of wrestling Absolutely, is of as to what one you like Which, the most but that's the best thing about and wrestling that's, that's fantastic that's what that's wrestling incredible should, that's what wrestling should be it's why aew cards often feel mm. so much better than a lot of other mainstream wrestling or at least particularly during the vince era when mm. they were sort of competing against you because well aew felt like a, a smorgasbord it was a buffet it was a variety it was yeah. a variety show whereas yeah. like w was like no these are all the same matches yeah but it's still if, again if i was playing this out KO and Sammy are main eventing. I think That's it's, fair. I think it's the 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 hottest thing, and yeah. I think that, and I think it should be the main event. I'd have it as a main event of night one as well, uh, but I don't think I'd be upset if it doesn't. I don't you think know? I'd be upset. I would just be like, I don't think because I think that Rhea and Charlotte are going to go out there being to an ice cold reaction, and they're going to have to work extra hard to get the crowd into it, which I think they can. Austin Theory took on Montez Ford. I am pretty sure this was done on purpose, but they literally cut to someone not caring. Yeah. For specific during Austin Theory's entrance. Yeah. They cut to someone looking bored. Yeah. That has to be intentional. You'd think so. Because the whole purpose of this is that what John Cena's promo was literally no one cares about you, and WWE has to pipe in crowd noise to make it sound like people care about you. Mm -hmm. That has to be a choice. You'd think so. Yeah. Not one one I'd make, but I think it's probably, I think it has to be an active decision to be done. I like this match. Yeah, this good match. Good. Yeah, good match. This was nice. I like Montez Ford getting more rest, more, um, more showcases. Yeah, and I, I think I think they're still lining up. I think Theory won clean, which he should mm-hmm. get some momentum Absolutely. ahead of WrestleMania. Montez Ford having more singles matches, all for that. I also had a note in this match. I had a realization: Montez Ford is both a fantastic wrestler and a fantastic sports entertainer. He's both. Yeah, it's a good point. He's really good. Future WWE champion Montez Ford. Absolutely. Uh, we had the Roman Reigns uh, Austin Theory one. We had the Roman I, Reigns. I'd also just like to point out that Austin Theory had a quick post match promo. He's like, "I'm gonna win." Note that for later. <laughs> yeah, I hope we don't have that in the next two matches we mm. have. Um, we had all the Roman Reigns stuff, and they announced there's going to be a tag team showcase match between the Street Profits, Braun and Ricochet, Alpha Academy, and the Viking Raiders. That's also a match where I'm like, "Damn, that could be really fun." It'd be really fun. I mean, it. it doesn't mean dick, but it, it's going to be fun nonetheless. Uh, but I think I think it will mean dick, though, because not only do you have the Street Profits in it, and there might be some Montez Ford singles and whatever, it's also Chad Gable and Otis, and it could be Chad, you know Otis siding with Maximum Models and Chad Gable doing the start of his singles thing. I think it's going to be an important match. It might not be on the night. You might not notice, like, oh, this is obviously the storyline direction we're going, but I think it's going to be significant when you look back at it. I think this is a WrestleMania Battle Royal by a different name. Yep, but it should be fun, though, <laughs> whereas the Battle Royals never are. 
Uh, Chelsea Green uh, approached Adam Pearce as he was about to put over the showcase match mm -hmm. and talked about even though she got Carmella matching ring gear for their tag team match, Carmella was not there. Hmm. So she's brought in her replacement, Piper Niven. Sure. I don't know why Carmella was... Do you know anything about that? No, I don't. Yeah. Um, there probably was something. I'll, I'll have a quick well, scoot around so if we can find anything online. Regardless, I hope she's all right. But oh, yeah, I, 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 absolutely. I, yeah. I did laugh at this, though, when, Car uh, when uh, Chelsea Green said... So I want to have Piper Niven as my tag partner. Mm -hmm. So I need to uh, get you to ask whoever is in charge to make this match official. That feels like, I don't know how many more times I need to tell you, but it's, it's me. <laughs> I'm the person in charge and I make the matches official. Yeah. Chelsea Green's really good at this character. I, I, I really like... I, I get a kick out of it. I like her Karen character. Yeah, it's great. Oh, poor Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Poor Mustafa Ali. It's fine. Mustafa Ali had to be the person to try and get Amos over, and not even Mustafa Ali can do that. He tried, but yeah, it's weather. This, um, they were going hard on this match. They had this, it's all about the numbers. Literally, <laughs> it's all about the numbers. In this video package, the thing I liked the most was like Amos's hands are really big. Yeah, his hands are massive. His hands are real big, he's guys. Well tall, taller yeah. than some NBA players. Crazy, and he's got massive hands. His hands, Brock, but Brock Lesnar's hands, the biggest oh, in UFC history. The, the gloves had to get XXXL. Had to get bigger gloves, didn't he? And Amos. His hands are like double the size of a normal human. They got it, big hands. It was very, very silly. It was very silly. Uh, but I, 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 you know, uh, I, 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 I got to get out of it because it's dumb. It, but they were going hard on this. They really were. Because they had this video package. Amos makes his entrance, and Kevin Patrick says, If you're not excited about this WrestleMania match, I don't know what is wrong with you. <laughs> it's like, it was a direct call out to everyone watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> Amos squash Mustafa Ali and MVP does the exact same promo that Theory did earlier. Yeah. And when I mean oh. the exact same promo, I mean like it is almost identical. You just change out a couple words. It is the same promo. It was like Omos was like, you know, Omos fears no man, giant or beast, but he'll make the beast fear him. And Theory's one was like something like, you know, you can't see John Cena, but I'll make sure I see him. Main so it was not that. It was better. Yeah. But it was like the same thing. Ali didn't get an entrance. Corey Graves made fun of him for doing a cover of Huber Stank in 2023. I thought Mustafa Ali's video was very funny. Mm. So F you, Corey. I thought it was great. Um, here's my here's my one note I would have for this. Yeah. Here is my point I would like to make. Yeah. Corey Graves and Kevin Patrick's podcast told us, Marks, this match isn't for you. Mm. Complaining on the on the old Twitter machine. This match isn't for you. It's not for you sitting at home watching this. Mm -hmm. It's for the casual audience because mm -hmm. the casual audience is going to tune in and they're going to see big giant Amos and big giant Brock Lesnar with their massive hands. Massive hands. Throwing said hands massively. Mm -hmm. Yep. If that's the case, then why does no one react for Amos's matches? Because if, you, if you're trying to say then the people that attend Raw shows are casual fans, mm -hmm. they're not reacting to this. Yeah. So who is it for then? Because it's, it's not for the hardcores. You've told us that. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to this casual audience not react to Amos. Mm -hmm. So who's it for? Vince. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Impulsive with... Well, I thought this was supposed to be with The Miz. I'm pretty sure, and people can correct me if I'm wrong on this. I'm pretty sure Miz said last week, Impulsive TV is going to be on next week and I'm the guest. 
But uh, Miz tried to approach Logan Paul and he didn't want a handshake from him. And, and he said, nope, hard pass. And then Logan Paul went out and did some your local sports team stuff. I think that is unfair because I think Logan Paul did actually a very good promo, which also incorporated cheap heat. He also said the word dork, so he, you know, got a pop out of me. Well, yeah, but he was also saying like, I don't have to be here. I've made so much money off my brand. I don't have to be here. I want to be here. But it doesn't matter how many times I prove myself in the ring. None of you ever going to respect me. And I'm like, that is true, though. Yeah, that's true. That's absolutely true. The thing that surprised me the most is that Logan Paul is only 28. I know. I I would have put money on him being nearly 40. What? I looked at him and I was like, he's about the same age as me. That is insane, Luke. I was like, he must be around the same age as me. And it's 20. I was like, huh, huh, blow me down. I thought he was a little bit older. I thought he was like early 30s, but nearly 40? Yeah. What do you want about? He's got that vibe about him. But then actually, no, the fact that he's only 28 does make a lot of sense because yeah. he is a tool. He is, yeah. Um, I'm, making, I'm being facetious, of course. Uh, Seth then starts messing around with his mic backstage. <laughs> yeah. I quite enjoyed this. They cut backstage and Seth's in the production truck, like messing with the microphone. Mm-hmm. And then he says, oh, I can do another button. I've got to press it. Press the button. And his music plays Seth. Mm-hmm. Plays. He makes his entrance. Uh, and in, in that, he also turned Logan Paul's mic back on because Logan Paul's mic was working again. And they... Uh, what have I got here? Oh, it's because he was playing a clip of him knocking out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, then, he replayed a, a clip of him that's knocking why out. I thought the segment went long because there was which, loads of stuff. Which he was being a super obnoxious. Yeah, but this time I thought it was the good line of obnoxious. In that it was like, oh, you're such a dick, rather than, oh my god, can we get to the point? They, and then they got into a brawl. Uh, Seth did a dive on some extras. They basically missed him, and then Paul knocked Seth out with the one lucky punch. Great. I thought it was totally fine. I thought this was a really solid segment. Like, I I liked it. I thought Logan Paul's promo was actually really good because promos have not been his strong suit since he's come back. Well, now he gets to be a heel. Yeah, but even so, I still think some of them have been delivered a bit weird. Um, but I thought this one was really good. I will say that when it cut back to Seth, backstage in production, I was like, he does just look like a heel. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. He just does. He's just got that aura. And that when he was like, oh, I'm sorry. Did I mess up your mic? I'm like, you're such a heel. Th- you're such a heel. I thought he came across mostly as the baby face here. Well, I mean, after he came out and they brought him. No, no. I, think, I even think in that backstage thing in the, in the production truck. I mean, uh, I know I, he looks like a twat, but like. He, he, he sounded like one too. Can't say that word. AEW will find Um. Dominic Mysterio and Damian Priest walk backstage, and then Dominic Mysterio had a match with Johnny Gargano. I think this is where we're going to disagree the most. Well, here's... Okay. I know everyone was surprised that Dominic Mysterio won, but Dominic's got the big WrestleMania match. Johnny Gargano hasn't. Why is everyone surprised? Well, that's all the reaction I've seen to this. But, like... Why? Of course Dominic Mysterio is going to win this. Dominic Mysterio has a high-profile match at WrestleMania. Johnny Gargano is is mid-card filler. He's got a match at Stand and Deliver. Yeah. (laughs) He's got... Nothing at WrestleMania. Yeah. Of course Dominic Mysterio was going to win here. But the way they got him to win, I think was really good. Because, okay, here's what I like what they're doing with Dom. And this was something that I think me and you were sort of alluding to on last week's episode, but we didn't really phrase it properly. In that when he first joined the Judgment Day, he was pretty much a joke. He was carried in every match by Damian Priest, never got anything done, and they constantly had to bail him out of every situation because he was a numpty. Over time... Dominic Mysterio has been getting better. In kayfabe terms, whether he actually has in-ring or not, I don't know, whatever. But taking that aside, in kayfabe terms, he's been doing more wrestling. Occasionally, he will actually do something good. You know, he can take control of matches and he can do a wrestle. Mm -hmm. 
They are now continuing that every week. Dominic Mysterio is getting a little bit better and a little bit better and more of his ability is coming through to the point where now against an injured Johnny Gargano, not a full form Johnny Gargano, an injured Johnny Gargano, he can hang. He wins clean against an injured Johnny Gargano. Clean as a sheet. That is progression for Dominic Mysterio in terms of his kayfabe in ring ability. That is good. That is the point of Dominic Mysterio joining the Judgment Day. Just because he was a complete joke when he joined doesn't mean he always has to be. This is the point of him joining the Judgment Day is to build him up, which is what they've done. Yeah. It made sense. It tied into continuity with NXT because Grayson Waller attacked Johnny Gargano, which is why he had his ribs taped up. The finish was a frog splash to Johnny's ribs. This, this was really good. This was really well booked. Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought this was a... One of the better things on the show. God, we are not going to disagree about this segment. No. I thought we would. No, no, I thought it, well, this was a segment that made complete sense. This was, this worked. This was yeah, really this, good. This, this totally adds up. Yeah. I get that people are upset that Johnny Gargano lost clean, but again, Dominic Mysterio's got the big match of Mania and Johnny Gargano hasn't. I will also say, as someone who's a massive Johnny Gargano mark, it was like 2018. You know, like, I know Johnny Gargano is great. I really want to see main event Johnny Gargano as well. But right now, he isn't. No. Has not been presented as such. And you can't just do that. John, well, Johnny Gargano is another... He is one of the most high-profiles Triple H brought back for a one-night pop. Yeah. And with no... Right now. And, yeah. and with no actual plans in place. Him, Dexter, Cross, uh, even Braun to a degree. Like, I know Braun's doing stuff, but not really... There are just a, a hit row. There's mm. just like a bunch of guys that he brought back to just be like, yeah, hey, we've got a one night pop out of you, but mm -hmm. I've actually got nothing for you for WrestleMania. So you are just there to lose to the people who do have stuff for WrestleMania plans. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what Dominic Mysterio and Johnny Gargano was here to do. That's fine because That's it, fine. it also protected Gargano to a degree as well because he was injured. Yeah, didn't mind That's it. Fine. Uh, but the thing I really liked about this, I mentioned this on my edited review last week, which is how is Dominic going to get Ray to accept this match? Mm -hmm. Because Ray has said no. He's not going to fight his son. Yeah. Even though Dominic is doing all of this dastardly heel stuff to him. And I, I again stress, oh, I didn't like the comedy they did last week. I've much preferred the stuff where him and Rhea gate crash like their Christmas or gate crash Valentine's Day. And mm -hmm. I think that's actually much more entertaining. This I thought was so great though, because he's asked his dad for a match and his dad said no. So now he's going to ask his mum to get his dad to accept a match. Mm -hmm. That's good comedy. Which I assume will be threatening his mum, probably. Well, the, there's Smackdown. a mysterious segment on SmackDown. Oh, yeah. All the family are going to be there mm -hmm. on SmackDown. Great. Uh, then we had Heyman telling the bloodline to go to the private jet, apart from Solo. <laughs> Just see what's next. There's a, there's a bit of edge promo <laughs> yeah. here. So, oh, God. I okay. This is the other thing where you thought we might disagree on. Yeah, because you thought this promo was very, very silly. I thought it was so dumb. I thought this pro. I thought this promo was also dumb and very silly, but I enjoyed it for its campness. This uh, this promo was like from an FMV game for the Mega CD. What <laughs> <laughs> this promo was? It's like you load up the Mega CD, and this is the big like, oh, it's it's a, a big FMV. It's the baddie telling you, like you know, the guy. This is what our mission is to do today, and then mm -hmm. you go into a really crap helicopter game. That is what this was. And it was really funny, and it was really stupid, and he basically said, "I want the demon to come to WrestleMania." This was, it looked, it looked like shit. 
<laughs> really bad. A floating candles. It just had three floating candles that were not like symmetrical. They were just randomly placed. And Edge was just a floating head. He had no body. Had like, no the, way body. They, the way they lit it, he could, all you can see his neck. It was just, just a floating his, his head. head. Like Holly from Red Dwarf. And it just it looked really dumb. I also side point can't take spooky edge seriously anymore <laughs> no. because he j- he's flip-flops so many times being like oh i'm really spooky i'm gangrel i can do a blood bar oh i'm spooky and then next week he's like i'm a dude hello i am edge <laughs> <laughs> hello i am edge this is my wife i'm here i retired and i came back and now i'm here to please the fans and then he's like oh spooky i'm the Ooh, devil i was baptized <laughs> by the undertaker inside hell in this hell and i want you to bring your demon to the hell in this hell so i can take him out with the devil himself I thought this was really dumb. I didn't like it. The thing that made me laugh the most is that Edge thought this was so cool. Like Edge mm-hmm. finished up there, watched that, yeah. and I was like, oh, "I look so awesome, banging, hundred percent. I look so so cool in yeah. this." And every time I'm almost paused, and I wanted to look at Tempest and just be like, "Christian's better." This <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was great. It was. Well rubbish, Did but, not like I, it. but I loved it. Hey, the, the, <laughs> Demon of Mania, though. Eleanor, so that's fun. So, you know. So I'm calling him Goth Zordon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, genuinely. Genuinely. I got it in my notes. Edge, Edge bro, he's just a floating head. He looks so silly. It's Zordon. It's that's Zordon. my notes. So good. Yeah, proper proper mega CD oh, vibes from me. Or Sega CD from our American viewers. Wonderful. I, I, I didn't like what came next. Um, yeah, this was weird, wasn't it? So... I guess Rhea Ripley's a baby face now. No. No. Dude. No. Dude. Don't be silly. With this promo and the match, <sighs> she is 100% a baby face. There's no baby faces and heels in WWE <laughs> anymore, Luke. It's all with your shades of grey. Like, I think we talked about this with Alpha Academy last week. You know, the flip-flopping of just like, just yeah, one yeah. with their baby face, one with their heels. Someone's like, yeah. oh no, that's what a tweener is. No, it isn't. <laughs> Categorically, is not what a tweener is. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, she came out and cut a baby face promo against a heel Charlotte Flair, where the storyline has very much been baby face Charlotte Flair versus the heel Rhea Ripley. Why was it a baby face promo? She because got? she is talking about the fact that she is not getting... Um, is that Flair has got no respect for her. Mm-hmm. Like, Flair, like, looked past her in the match they had at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of focusing on this path, but she's not actually really looking towards this this future. And then mm-hmm. she essentially had a three-on-one handicap match against Bailey coming up. She was definitely wrestling as the babyface against Bailey. Yeah. Absolutely. But I don't think the promo was babyface I at all. It was I'd, just Rhea Ripley being Rhea Ripley. I got massive babyface vibes from this. I didn't at all. And apart from when she shut down the watch chance because she was telling well, yeah. people to shut up. Yeah. But then, so she's like, a heel. Particularly when, like... Damage Control came out, mm-hmm. and then she challenged them to fight, even though she's not in her gear. Yeah, because she's Rhea Ripley and she's a badass. Well, I get that, but I, th- I just the promo we had against Flair made her feel like she is the babyface. It made Flair feel like the actual heel in this match. Maybe that's just because Flair should always feel like the heel. I mean, yeah, it's Charlotte Flair, but, so and, you know. And I guess Charlotte Flair never feels like a babyface ever. Um, so I don't know, but like, I think coupled with the promo and then the match. Mm-hmm. Combined together, it just made it feel like this was a presentation to make Rhea Ripley feel like the baby face of feud. Because if, well, my question then would be, Pete, if this promo was to make Rhea Ripley feel like a heel, why mm. was she booked like a baby face I, in the match? It's that not came about after? making her a heel, it's about making her feel important. 
And I think this actually gave her like momentum for WrestleMania. Which she needs. Which she absolutely needs. And that's what this was designed to do. Yeah. It made everyone go like, oh damn, she's a badass. I, when I, which I, is I, what it was. I did think you got that from the SmackDown segment as well. Oh, absolutely. But I thought she was, I thought the SmackDown segment again was better. Yeah. Was I, awesome I don't think, it, I, I will give WWE some amount of credit for this. I think there is an element of truth when they're saying like, well, it's not all about baby faces and heels and it's not as clear cut and everything. It, yes, to a degree. You still have people that are baby faces and heels, but it is a bit more fluid in that Rhea Ripley can have a match against Bailey and wrestle as the baby face. And she can say things that are true. Mm. That doesn't make her a baby face though. That just makes her a badass, <laughs> which is fine. And if you want to cheer her, cool. I, I, I completely agree with you on that sense. But then they structure matches where she is the baby face. Yeah. She's badass. So, but no, no, no. They structure her like she is the baby face in peril while the heel mm. is working over her. Yes. That is counterintuitive to presenting her as a badass. So in this match, they she had a damage control come out and Rhea Ripley challenged them to step into the ring. Mm -hmm. And Bailey's like, well, I'm the only one in my gear, so I guess it'll be me. Yeah. Thank God Bailey came out in her gear, I guess. Even though Rhea was not in her gear, which also made her look like a badass. Which made her look like a badass. Adam Pearce backstage sent down a ref to make this match official. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, she dominated early doors. Mm -hmm. And then Becky Lynch, Trish, and Lita came out to watch from ringside. And there's that awful bit of WWE oh, where they were like, it. what does this mean? It means nothing. Because it cuts to a commercial break. Ad break. Because it cuts to commercial break, and when it cuts back, Bailey's in control, mm -hmm. headlocks, you know, rest holds and things like that. Which means the structure of the match was Rhea Ripley dominates, Bailey took over, and then heel shenanigans, and then Rhea Ripley overcomes the odds and wins. Mm -hmm. And there's a babyface trajectory. Yeah. She wrestled the babyface of the match. She wrestled the babyface of the match. Yeah. So, but that is not a that is not badass booking. That is booking her as a babyface in a match. Sure. But she had to overcome the odds and looked very cool doing it. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm just saying that it is counterintuitive to the promo. If the promo was to, I, I don't, I don't think any of this particularly worked outside of really cool. I think but maybe that's the point. I think this segment worked for one thing, which was making Rhea look awesome. Mm -hmm. I think that which is needed. Which I think, but I think damage control. Becky, Trish, and Lita got absolutely nothing in this segment. Actually, really absolutely nothing. Hurt the storyline massively. Absolutely, yeah. I thought this was really bad for all of them. Made Rhea look great. Yeah, I don't think I'd be having Rhea Ripley. I've actually written down Rhea Ripley for a shell of my nose. I don't think I'd have had Rhea Ripley beat Bailey. It did feel pretty random. Yeah, pretty weird. I was going to like, happen. You, you've literally got a Dakota Kai right there to do this with, or any, or any yeah. guy. Like they're the second. I, I, but I do think it made Rhea stronger because she beat Bailey. Rather, than, if she beat Dakota Kai, everyone would have gone like, "All right." But the fact that she beat Bailey at least is like, "Oh, okay, cool." Yeah, yeah I, I think I'd have probably booked her against Dakota Kai or Oreo Sky. Like, it doesn't, it's not great either way, but if you want to have it beat an established name, better than <laughs> beating those ones. You all right? I just glanced at the chat. Luke put the spade down. What is Luke cooking? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, honestly, that's, that's fine. Like, if, if, I'm not, if I'm out of step, that's grand. It's just like this segment was not for yeah, me. Yeah. I didn't think the segment worked. However, I will say, because I said this on the edited review last week, mm. they needed something for Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. Because like, Rhea Ripley sure standing on the outside last week uh, was, does was nothing, not does great at all. At least this did actually put her in a, in a position where she cut a promo and won a match. She did a promo. She wrestled a match, not in her gear because she wasn't ready, mm -hmm. and won. Yeah. She looked so cool. Literally everything that Rhea does. I'm like, God, she's so cool. Yeah, she's cool. Her I, body language is amazing. And she's going to win the belt. And now yeah. the brand.
Love it. Uh, Chad Gable's walking backstage to find Otis and found him getting a manicure because he's going to be a hand model with Maxine and the maximum male models. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad Gable's got himself a match with Ricochet. And he's like, look, Ricochet's going to be out there with Braun Strowman, so mm. I need my number one guy with me. Yeah. Maxine walks in and Otis is presented with a choice. Do I go with Maxine like I did last week mm-hmm. or do I go with Master Gable this week? Mm. This week he chose Master Gable. I love that they literally called him like a dog. They were literally like, come on. this way come on come on this way this way uh andy kaufman is going into the hall of fame and then we got chad gable versus ricochet you'll never guess what lads this one was dead good oh man you know this actually got a this is awesome chant and i did not expect it to because i expect it to go for about three minutes before it ended in distraction and it did still end in distraction but at least they got a good match first also just push both of them Yes, they're so good. Yeah, I mean, this this was a match that was like well above like these should be just lower mid card fodder. Yeah, because this match was was dead good. Oh, so good. Um, I love this. Although I I did find Corey Graves, bless his heart, was put in a real tough position. Yeah, because Alpha Academy are heels sometimes yeah they're sort of the baby faces now yeah but Corey graves still supports them and as mm-hmm. the heel commentator that makes yep. them feel like heels yeah yeah, yeah. but maximo models are also heels yeah so he has to present both of the arguments as correct yeah <laughs> but he can't he can't pick one side or the other yeah so he's like well it shouldn't really be with master gable because master gable is like he's the number mm-hmm. one guy but also he should also be with maximum male models because so, yeah. i think because maxine's really fit so he should probably stay with them it's but, like it's some sort oh, of no, tough wait, choice or oh, something no wait i've contradicted myself because i think you should stay with that i forget anyway it was very, poor yeah. lad was in a tough position but also, this match was rad also uh, otis ate the cucumber that was on his eyes and that made me laugh he is great that's great uh but yes maxine did come out and brewers got to take otis backstage mm-hmm. distracted chad gable so the ricochet could hit him with the shooting star press for the win very nice great match this next one sucked ass yeah this wasn't great this, uh, this wasn't great this, this wasn't this, fun. Come to, come to me, this was the worst thing on the show oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. This, this yeah, was yeah, no yeah. good. Yeah. Um, uh, I also really enjoyed it when the commentary openly pointed out how bad the build to this <laughs> WrestleMania has been. It's really fun when they do that. It's Bianca Belair and Asuka versus Piper Niven and Chelsea Green. And I love when they were just like, you know, Corey Graves like, well, it never bodes well when people who are fighting at WrestleMania have to team up. I'm like, you are right, Corey. Yeah. It is bad. It was also, it was a fun to try and watch WWE not use the words, how can they coexist? And say it in just like different variations. And Kevin Patrick says, we'll see if they can coexist. <laughs> it was like, it was like one minute warning. <laughs> <laughs> Certain words you can say, but every other word has to be different. Yeah. Without like, hesitation. Whatever. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Belair and Asuka, you'll never like Asuka, she she tagged in immediately. Mm-hmm. And then Belair tagged, blind tagged in yeah. this and the other. Um and they argued a little bit. Yeah. Uh they also talked about how Belair is going for the three peat at WrestleMania, which means uh WWE are watching the Monday Night War confirmed. That's how it works. Anyway, and then Belair hit the KOD on Piper Niven. <laughs> Commentary acted like they've never seen I that before. <laughs> Every time she does it, like, oh my, no way, no can way, she? No way, can she? Oh, not possibly. Oh my god, she did it for like four weeks in a row on so TV. Funny. Um, and then Asuka attacked Bella after the match, which is was. You know what? They fought. <laughs> it's something. It's uh, not it's good so, at all. But for all of the good that Triple H has done for this company, mm-hmm. it will always be WWE. Let me tell you how this match began. Bianca Belair made her entrance. Mm-hmm. It cut to an ad break. 
We cut bump, come back from the ad break. Yep. And Piper Niven and Chelsea Green are at ringside, mm-hmm. having made their entrance. Yes. And then Bianca Belair's tag partner, Asuka, makes her entrance. Yes. And the ring announcer says, and her tag team partner. <laughs> if on live, that makes no sense. <laughs> In the building makes no sense whatsoever. I love it. Will always be WWE. Because they couldn't possibly have done Bianca's entrance, then Asuka's entrance, then an ad break, and then have Chelsea Green and Piper Niven there. Couldn't possibly do couldn't that. Couldn't possibly have no. done that. Uh, my, I, my final note for this segment was, this build is the buttest of butt ass. <laughs> it's not the good. The match is going to hump, and that's all that matters. Exactly. It's going to uh, be great. And they only announced one thing for Raw next week, which is a weigh-in for a Moss versus Lesnar. Guys, if you're not interested in this match, I don't know what's wrong with you. <laughs> that is the go-home show for Mania, which, to be fair... I will say, after the show, I came out of it, I was like, I mean, I feel like the build is done. Like, we're fine. It could be Mania this weekend. I'm sold. That's all right. We don't need any more. Um, can we get a poll live? What did you think of the show? Pete, you gave this a five out of five. I did, because the, the thing is, the Bloodline stuff was so good. And I thought there were only two, really two things on this show that I didn't like, which was the Edge promo and the Bianca Belair and Asuka tag match. And that was that promo segment was, you know, like a minute. And the tag match was short. Everything else, the thing that I really liked in this show is to me, it felt like the wrestling mattered. Like Montez Ford getting a showcase matters because it feels like they have plans for him in theory getting clean win matters dominic mysterio holding his own against johnny gargano matters chad gable wrestling more and showcasing more matters because they have plans for chad gable like it feels like to me the wrestling actually had a point rather than just being like ah it's something and then we'll get to the post-match angle i think i would disagree That's on, fine. On, on some of that i i think i'm i think i'm wrong on the rhea ripley thing like mm. i'm pretty sure i'm i'm hugely wrong on that so that's fine but like it was like it didn't I didn't particularly love the segments. I, I will say as well, it did feel a bit weird. After it, I was like, that's great for Ripley. Not sure if I would have booked that. Yeah. But, you know, that's great I, for Ripley. And, which, and you know, I, I don't, it, didn't, it didn't really work for me. But I, for me, I thought the Bloodline stuff was excellent. Mm. As always, the Bloodline stuff was muy bueno, very, very good. Mm. And I thought the rest of the show was totally fine. Mm. And I, you know, oh, like really? It's a three out of show, four out of five show. But with that, uh, the Bloodline stuff, I just had to give them this five out of five because it's dead good and it is how mm. you leave them, folks, and that is how they left them. And I thought that was really, really good. But yeah, the rest of the show was, eh, sorry. I liked it. And um, we've got some Patreon shout outs to do right now. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk tomorrow. Ollie Davis and I will be reviewing WrestleMania X8, which opens with a saliva performance. And then after a couple of matches, they have Drowning Pool tell you the story of Triple H versus Stephanie McMahon. I mean, Triple H versus Chris Jericho. Although, really, it's just Triple H versus Stephanie McMahon, because of course it is. Also, Rock Hogan, the the Scott Hall um, stunner cell. Great stuff on there. Great opening match with RVD and William Regal. Mm. Terrific stuff. Last week it was After Dark with me, mm-hmm. you, and Tempo. Yeah. And uh, you had the mailbag show as well. Yes, indeed. And the rest talk behind the scenes. Lots yep. of stuff if you go to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk. But also. And also, 
brand new-ish slash returning to the uh, the Patreon page is you get early access to Monday Night War because Monday Night War is launched back over on Parts for No. Me and Luke playing my GM mode on WWE 2K23. And on the Patreon page, you get one week's early access for all the episodes. So you could go and watch episode two right now if you wanted to. Did you realize a medical bill uh, meant that you didn't get your power card, Pete? Yes. <laughs> I realized that me signing medical who, bill... Pete, Pete, when you signed medical bill, uh, he became your lowest ranked guy. Uh, and that's why you didn't get the power card. Um, I don't know if you know this, Pete, but that, that's what happened. I think... I hope you realize this when we come to episode two. I think I may have seen the explanation of that roughly a hundred times. <laughs> it's somewhere in that region, where it be comments, tweets, comments on Patreon, DMs... Yeah, but Pete, it's because you signed medical bills. Instagram DMs. Yeah. If, if you haven't signed medical bill, that's, it's then why the commissioner goal. Uh, yeah, you yeah, you yeah. probably should have checked the commissioner you know, goal. But, but really, would I have rather had the commissioner goal completed and get that power card? Or would I have rather had medical bill? And honestly, <laughs> it's a tough call. Anyway. Anywho, if you are one of our Patreon uh, backers at the $25 or above level, you get your name shouted out on the rest of the podcast like these fine folk, the third Wild Samoan, James Barefoot. Hannah A, baby! All Ego, Ethan Wiley. Uh, Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. He brings the fear, Amir Jones. Golden John Molden. And a shout out to our wonderful moderating team, Andy, Chris, CJ, John, Les, Paul, Rob, and Mod Mother Jenna, because she never puts her name in. Why don't you put your name in? Come on, Mod Mother. You need a shout out, Mod Mother. And you shouldn't rely on us to remember that. Yeah, because we won't. Because Pete signed a medical bill, and that's what cost him his commissioner goal. Love it. Got a text from my friend that said, my partner has never played my GM mode or 2K games. And when she saw you do that, I was like, oh, well, that's his commissioner goal gone then. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Um, and if anyone was asking, was like, well, why didn't you notice it? It was like, well, Pete said it, it was wrong. So I just, Pete knows more about this than I do. So I just assumed he was he right. Didn't, he didn't watch my booking. No, I just assumed Pete was right. Yeah. Uh, Blues Flan. Blues Flan? Blues Fan kicks us off here for the rest of your Uzi chats. Get them in rustle.com forward slash support. Says, after getting dusted by Reigns in their first talking segment, felt he came out this one stronger. However, the visual of him, Sammy, and Chaos celebrating together on the Raw After Mania still feels too good to be true. It's WWE. They're going to hose us. No, 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 a Blues Fan. In the main event of the Raw After Mania, six man tag. Oh, okay. Cody Kao and Sammy versus the Bloodline. I. I don't know if I'd want that. No? No. I think that would be not wasted on Raw After Mania because it's Raw After Mania, but I, I think you wouldn't want them to get physical again after that. Like, you have it a Mania. That's the climax of the thing. You don't need to repeat it the day after. Just have the, the final shot of Mania, Cody, KO, and Sammy. I think they're going to do something. I think they're going to do... I mean, the big angle probably will be the split of the bloodline. But I'd say I so. I think they're going to have something real big. That, that would be how I would end the Raw After Mania. The bloodline splits up forever. Uh, this show, this is from Jake Lloyd, or Jack Lloyd rather. Uh, this show, not the guy from Star Wars. This show was mid with a very good bloodline segment. Why does the build to all three women's matches suck? Especially Bianca and Asuka. Someone who is sick of Brock and never liked Amos. How is the match built so much better than Rhea and Flair? Whoa. Better? <laughs> I'd say it's built better. I would say the build for Brock and Amos has been better than Rhea Charlotte. And better than Asuka Belair. 
it has been the most superficial build you could possibly have. But that is better than doing nothing. Rhea and Flair have had a superficial build. Asuka and Bianca, I will agree with you, that has nothing. In fairness, I suppose Charlotte and Rhea did have a brawl. Yeah, they had something. Yeah. Rhea had a promo on this show. Although you can tell that WWE will always be WWE. The thing that everyone was memeing from uh, that brawl was Rhea Ripley going, yeah. like, at the camera. They didn't include that bit in the video package. Wild. Wild. Unknown has been a member for 19 months in a row. Says, many are speculating the Roman will retain because mm. he's reaching 1,000 days. But to me, it's like pumping up Cena going for 17 title reigns. Yeah. Who it's- knows? Like, the thing is, Roman could retain. It's Roman. I think they would. I think they would be incredibly foolish to have Roman retain at this point. This is the perfect opportunity to have Roman lose it. It's it's time. It is time. It is time. Tyler Willersin says this is the closest we will ever get to a major AEW versus WWE spectacle. Cody's aura about him is heavily embedded with AEW's past. Doesn't add much to the actual story, but I find it very fascinating as a layer to the whole situation. Go, Cody, go. Well, it is part of the story, like it, it was is. mentioned in the promo on this show. It's very good. Edgar Carrasco has been a member for 15 months in a row. Says the way they've spread the Bloodline story across both brands has given it such a build it was lacking. Still can't believe I'll be there live. I'm so hyped. Sounds awesome. Jonathan Byron, please speak on your opinion on whether or not Triple H has intentionally cooled off the Sammy K.O. Uso's part of the main storyline to make sure Cody can get over at mania like it don't like like it don't like it necessary evil also pete how, how are those medical bills thanks lads because you see pete uh by yeah, signing no. medical bill yeah no i got that that's why you didn't get that card mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. i don't agree with triple h <laughs> cooling it off like this was always going to be the story progression yeah i think it makes perfect sense yeah i i and i also really don't think it's called off that much i still think people are really did you hear the pop when they hugged yes now I don't think the crowd are as hot for Sami Zayn as they were in January or February. In Montreal, yes. No, no, no. I, I even think on TV, I think even in North America, in January yeah. and February, the crowd were hot for Sami Zayn than mm-hmm. they are now. Yeah. But I don't think they have intentionally cooled him off. Not at all. I think that it was always going to happen yeah. post-Elimination uh, Chamber. Absolutely. CJ Thornton. Hey, boys. I love the Bloodline storyline so much. With JB being the most tragic character I've seen in WWE for a while. Absolutely love the show. Minus, but how will they coexist? Also adored the Drew and Brutes parody. Poor Ridge. Mm-hmm. Hashtag jam that jam. Hashtag team medical bill. We're all team medical bill. Uh, BM Whitehouse said, I can't wait for Lesnar and Amos to end up being Pete's favorite match of Mania. Also, as the wrestler in the mid card that you feel has too good of an entrance theme for them to be stuck there. Minus Sonya Deville. She has final boss level music. Um, if Lesnar and, Os- uh, Lesnar and Omos uh, ends up being my favorite match of Mania, something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> it's gone very badly Something's wrong. gone terribly wrong. Um, I, 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 BMY, I, like, I appreciate uh, your chat and everything like this. I, and maybe it's just because I am of, the, of a certain age. Everyone's entrance music sounds the same. Alpha Academy, Chad Gable, I can tell you he's got different entrance music to other people. Mm-hmm. Everyone else has the exact same entrance theme. That, I don't think that's true, but... I will say, uh, Solo Sokoa is not a mid carder, but his entrance music is banging. Big fan. Uh, Small Africa Games. Uh, I'm the only one brave enough to say this, but I'm unironically excited for Omos versus Lesnar. I am a proud member of the Homo Sapiens, and I'm sick of the homophobes trying to slander my ace. That man is a spectacle and a lovely human being. Do the bro- job, Brock. Um, I think a lot of that sounds like you're ironically excited for it. Really does sound like it. 
Mr. T of two has been a member for two months in a row. Said, I'm not going to lie. I did shed a tear when Owens and Zane hugged on Friday. And then again, when they did it again last night, I'm so invested. Yeah. Sadly, Streamlabs has lost this person's name. So do let our moderators know who you are. I thought Logan was actually really good last night. He's far better as a heel. My issue with him, though, is that he'll never be taken seriously until he becomes a regular, which I don't think he ever will be. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, it is fair. Treacherous Tetris Terios says, Hi, this is Treacherous Tetris Terios. Rhetoric territory. That's, uh, yeah, sure. We'd really like to see the Ray Dom match not being official until the Hall of Fame ceremony. We were talking about this yesterday, mm -hmm. where Dom attacks Conan. Now, I'm assuming you mean... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. I'm going to assume you mean uh, Mexican legend wrestler Conan, not Conan, as you've written here, as in Conan O'Brien. Is Conan O'Brien uh, going to be inducting Rey Mysterio into the Hall of Fame? I wouldn't hate it. Um, and Ray finally has enough and the outsiders start to get through that we were talking about this yesterday in the office obviously mm -hmm. I'm, I'm being I'm just teasing a little bit um, we were talking about this in the office yesterday because mm -hmm. I think this was something that Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer suggested I love it so much yeah it's really cool still not doing but Conan inducts Rey Mysterio Conan's in poor health as well so Conan mm. inducting Rey Mysterio like they have got the link I know the people are like should be Batista should be Edge no 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 should be Conan. Conan should be the guy to do this. And Conan is inducting Ray. And just after they do all the, you know, the actual Hall of Fame bits, Dominic and the Judgment Day attack Conan. And that's what pushes him over the edge. Yeah. I love it. I think it will be done on SmackDown. I think so as well. Because they've got Aaliyah and the mum involved. Mm -hmm. I think that's when it'll be done. It'll be done on SmackDown. But I don't hate this idea of them attacking Conan at the uh, Hall of Fame. Yep. John Wick 1GM says Dom gets the match with Ray having Rhea put his sister through a table. That's a fun shout. Ben Greenwood, I really enjoyed this role. No. Dom should put her through a table. That's also fun. Yeah. I let's let move Rhea out of this because Rhea needs to do Charlotte Flair stuff. Yeah. Dom puts Aaliyah through a table. That's fun. That's the way to do this. Yeah. Ben Greenwood, I really enjoyed this role. I watched it live, and I normally, uh, and I don't normally, and it didn't feel anywhere near as long as it used to. Dominic has been improving, but the repeating of the same lines for about six weeks is getting old. SmackDown has to finally lead us to a match. Yeah, I think so. Uh, hot tag to you. Uh, we got some that were missed from the Dynamite review from last week. And they're all from Hannah Allen. Uh, they said, hello, lovely. So congratulations on cutscene. I'm really looking forward to the first video. Uh, you guys were joking about getting views up the same way when YouTube changed things and you needed successive vids way back when. Something I figured out. Chromecast. Uh, two, if you're casting to a TV, whatever, and you don't press stop but stay connected to that device but change smart TV apps, your Chromecast stays connected. It'll suck you through your vids and you stop or get disconnected based off viewing history. And three, I never try to miss an episode across all your premium daily content channels. You guys make me happy and keep me sane. In saying that, I've, uh, I, in saying that I watched, haven't, haven't watched random episodes of Blood on the Clock Tower and Quizzlemania three or four times over. <laughs> lol. I just figured a way to help. Lots of love. Thank you very much. Thank Hannah. you, Hannah Allen. You are amazing, and thank you very much for the congrats on cutscene. It's very lovely of you. Yes. First episode launches on April eighth. That's soon. It is very soon. Yeah. Uh, Captain Huggle says, uh, love, the uh, love the Monday Night War, guys. Pete, it's time for you to take over. Uh, li uh, life will not change for Luke Owen. I feel it in my bones. Wake up, get up, get out there, medical bill. This season is an awakening of willpower that could only be described as Luke's last surprise. That's so much Persona 5 in there. <laughs> so many soundtrack references. Love it. Thank you. Very uh, good. The, the amount of comments, tweets, everything people were like, well, now Pete has to win because he's listening to Persona 5. Listen, I made so good. I made some errors in trying to get people on my side. You did. I did not listen to Persona 5 and I made Logan Paul my WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man, have you seen Harriet's reaction videos <laughs> to draft day episode I, one? I haven't seen episode. I've watched the draft day one, but yeah. I haven't seen episode one yet. Literally, as soon as you make him WWE champion, she's like, Luke. <laughs> like she's so disappointed in you. It's so great. <laughs> Everyone go and watch Harriet Manga Girl's reaction videos to uh, to the Monday Night, Monday Night War. War. It's, it's very so, good. It's very very good and wholesome. Oh, that's so funny, especially the uh, the special cameo that we have in episode one, which is awesome. Uh, she has a great reaction to that too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Brandon Vaughn has become a member. Uh, I'll be at Dynamite the week after Mania. Watch for the sign. Pete, please win Monday Night Wars again. Hashtag Medical Bill for Champion. Maybe we'll see. Uh, Aaron Rude has become a member. Thank you so much. Matt Carney said, Luke, last week I invited you to join me and popular light entertainer Noel Edmonds the Chesterton Wool Museum. You failed to turn up. This made Noel cry and I had to buy him an ice cream. What say you to that? Um, I, I like, you, you, you gave me an option of deal or no deal and I opted for no deal. So that that's what happens. It's a good Noel's Noel, Noel Edmund. Edmund. That's a good Noel yeah, Edmund yeah, yeah. reference. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty good. Pretty happy with that yep, Noel Edmund that's, reference. That's fantastic. I was trying to think. I was tr- racking my brain trying to think of something about Crinkly Bottom, and I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to have to go with Deal or No Deal. Feels a dream says. Uh, Does the amount of days held affect the emotional impact? Roman has already had years into this run going into Mania, but would it have more psychological impact to losing it over 1,000 days into it, or vice versa, where Roman comes so close to 1,000 but can't? Uh, I think it's an extra element to it. Like the length of time of the reign is obviously important. The fact that Reigns has held it for like two and a half years now Mm -hmm. is important in the story. But I don't think the actual number of like, oh, it's 1000. You know, if it was at 999 versus 1000, I don't think it really changes. I also think for Roman, it's not about him getting to 1000 days. Like that's not his target. He wants to be champion forever. So like him being like, oh, I'm so close to 1000 days doesn't. Doesn't matter. Fa- doesn't factor into his character. Exactly, yeah. And it's something that Pete mentioned earlier, which I, I completely agree with. It's the time. Yeah. We've been kind of like, you know, this whole Roman thing, we've been looking like, well, when's the time? When is the time for this to Who's end? the guy that can do Who's it? Who's the guy that can do it? And we found the guy that can do it. Oh, yeah. It. And not only have we found the guy, we found like the right time, the right story, the right emotion. Like the build has been great. The build's been great, but it's also the culmination of lots of other bloodline things you know drew felt like the right guy because he was in the right place at the right time in mm-hmm. wales in cardiff but that in was his hometown <laughs> but it was in his hometown but it was not the right time for the bloodline no it wasn't and it wasn't the right time when uh sammy mm. had him in elimination chamber it wasn't yeah. the right time with kevin owens mm-hmm. it wasn't the right time with logan paul yeah but it is the right time now yeah it is time for the bloodline story to end I think that this is a time where if you dethrone Roman Reigns, people want it to happen. And I think people will not feel uh, let down or disappointed by Cody winning. And I think there have been quite a few Roman Reigns opponents where if they won, people have been like, oh, that's how the reign's going to end. Okay. Whereas I think if it happens here, people are going to be like, awesome. What a great story. Yeah, they've done really, really well with this as well because... People want to see Cody win. Mm, like, exactly. Look, like, Cody is getting the reactions that you want from the guy who is going to dethrone Roman Reigns. Mm, exactly. So that's yeah. very, very good. Yeah. Uh, Josh Tellman said, uh, finally able to donate. Thought I wasn't able to watch, but I did. I'm currently waiting for my girlfriend to be induced. I'm becoming a father today. Whoa! Have a wonderful day, everyone. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's so awesome. Oh, it all goes well. It's I'm, amazing. Sorry, she's got to be induced, but still. 
That's very, very yeah. good. That's good news. Yeah. It's, it's good news. It's a it's a perfectly, it's an okay thing to be done. My wife was going to be induced and then her waters broke just before she had it done. She was literally on the table and her waters broke. Um, but yeah, it's it's scary, but it's awesome. So you'll have a, you'll have a great time. Uh, let's close Josh, the poll. Josh Tolman, DAD. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, last thing I'll say before, just as we end the poll here, Noel Edmonds looks a lot like the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Google yeah, sure. Um, thumbs up, 74%, mid 22%, only 3% thumbs down for the episode. Think that checks out? Yeah, I, I, I don't think I could have ever given this a thumbs down. No, not at all. Not at all, not with and all I, that great stuff. I think the people that are thumbs downing are either doing it to sabotage the poll, <laughs> or they just really don't like the Bloodline stuff, and they don't like Reigns or Which whatever. Which I think is also fair. Which is fair. It's yeah. fair enough. If you don't like it, whatever. That's all we've got time for on this edition of the show. Please click the link in the video description down below, because we've got another episode of Worst Match Ever, which you can go and watch here on the Restop Podcast channel. And also head on over to Parts Fun Known and check out me and Pete playing through WWE 2K23, my GM mode in the Monday Night War. Draft Day and Episode 1 are currently live. And if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash rest talk, you'll get access to Episode 2, as well as our booking podcast, where we go behind the scenes of the making of the Monday Night War. You get to hear all about how on Draft Day all the electrics blew in the studio. Oh, yeah. We had a big old explosion here in the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say big, it's quite minor. Quite minor. But it did cut out all the electrics. Concentrate to one plug socket where the fuse blew. Yeah. But until then, I have been Luke Owen, D-A-D. That has been Pete. Jam that jam. 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 Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 